Okay, you watch hounds. Hello, I must be going. I know I can't sing. I never said I could, though, did I? Lee Jackson here with you today, America's Finest Watchman. Hello, hello, hello. I've been doing this so long, I didn't even know what I was doing before. All these pretenders to the crown. You see them online. I know this and I know that. Guess what? They don't know anything. I've been doing this for almost 30 years on TV. I've sold so many watches. It's not funny. I've seen it all. I've been inside watches, outside watches. I know too much. So I think what I want to talk about today is Rolex. Here we go again. Everybody wants to talk about Rolex. Let's talk about Rolex, shall we? Rolex makes their own movements. Tudor uses their movements usually based on Etta or Solita. So like the Wall Street watch from Javril is using an Etta or Solita movement, same as a Tudor. So yeah, it's not quite the quality of a Rolex as far as movement goes. It's not far off, but it's not quite a Rolex movement. And you, you know, what's the difference? It's a good question. Rolex movements, in yours truly's humble opinion, are very well made. They run very well. Their tolerance are good. Tolerances are very good. And that's important. What are the tolerances? What's the decoration on the movement? How finely is it finished? Meaning not finally, F-I-N-A-L-L-Y. How fine, F-I-N-E, are they finished? It's really important. When you get to the top line of watches like Audemars and Vacheron and Paddock, they spend a lot of time on the movements, whether they make it themselves or they import a movement. They spend a lot of time going through it, changing it, fixing it, making it better. Tolerances get better. They decorate the movement. Everything they do affects the way it runs. How good does it keep time? What's the longevity of the movement? You don't want a movement that's going to fall apart. You want a movement that's going to last. So here we go with some Rolex movements. Um, they have a lot of different calibers. I don't know if this is going to help you just to give you the numbers, so I think I'm going to stay out of that. I mean, there's all kinds of calibers. There's the mechanical cal manual wine. There's quartz. There's automatics. Which one do I have? I think I have a 10-something in mind. But it's not really going to help you. So, I mean, I could go over that, but I don't think that's really going to do the trick for you, to tell you the God's honest. I, I'm trying to be uh, helpful. So let's talk about specific movements. Maybe that will work better. Okay, so we have a movement by Rolex. It's a more modern movement. Looks like mine. So mine's old and it still looks the same. It's called a 3131. It's based on a 3130. It's a chronometer. It's made in-house. It's automatic. It's got 31 joules, 48 hours of power reserve. The beat rate is 28.8, which most places are going with. It has a hacking seconds, which means you pull out the crown, it stops. Um, the rotor goes in both directions. You have that blue hairspring we talked about. And they put it in the Rolex Milgas, the Air King. And it is a three-hander, time-only, no-date. Remember, no-date automatic watch movement that was announced in 2007. It came out in the Milgas model. It's also found in the Air King. So a Milgas equipped with a caliber 3131, a self-winding 
mechanical movement entirely developed and manufactured by Rolex. Remember, they used other movements, Rolex. They didn't just use their own. They did both. It incorporates state-of-the-art technologies patented by the brand that ensure exceptional resistance to magnetic fields. That's what a Milgauss watch is. Like all Rolex perpetual movements, the 3131 is a certified Swiss chronometer, a designation reserved for high-precision watches that have successfully passed the Swiss Official Chronometer Testing Institute, COSC tests. Its architecture in common with all Oyster watch movements makes it singularly reliable. That's direct from Rolex. Okay, so it's really good. So the 3131 is basically a 3135 without the calendar. It, it does not have the anti-magnetic. The 3130 doesn't have the anti-magnetic hairspring, which is really important, by the way. And the 3132 has a different shock absorber. Okay. You know what? That's getting too technical for me. But okay. Still need to go through it. So here we go. Uh, 3131 was designed for the Milgauss and has a Faraday shield around the movement. The whole thing about Milgauss is it's very impervious to magnetic fields. The first innovation at the heart of the Milgauss resistance to magnetic interference is the shield inside the oyster case. Made of ferromagnetic alloy selected by Rolex, it surrounds and protects the movement. The symbol for magnetic flux density, the capital letter B with an arrow, is engraved in this magnetic shield, but only certified Rolex watchmakers will ever see it. The 3131 is more precise than an officially certified chronometer with an accuracy of plus or minus two seconds a day. That's really good. You will get your best rate of precision when measuring accuracy on a full power reserve. And if you want to manually wind an automatic watch, this is what Rolex says. I say almost the same thing for many years. <clears throat> Manually wind the movement by turning the crown clockwise. It makes a noise. That's normal. The manual from Rolex states it takes 25 turns for partial winding. I usually go 20. Once the watch reaches full power reserve, it should run for 48 hours. Now, do you have to wind an automatic watch? I get this question all the time. The answer is you don't. But if you start it, imagine it's not running. It's been sitting. Do you just pick it up, put it on your wrist, and go out about your business and hope it's going to start working? Yes, you could do that. As you move, the rotor inside the watch will wind the watch. But remember, from the last few episodes, I've been saying it over and over and over. A watch has to be fully wound to keep good time. Period. So if you put it on your wrist and it's not wound, it is not going to keep good time for a while. How long? I don't know. But I always tell people, if you haven't worn a watch for a while, don't just put it on your wrist. Wind it, then put it on your wrist. Then you never have to wind it again as long as you wear it or put it on a winding machine. So here we go. Before being worn for the first time or if it is stopped, this is direct from Rolex. A Rolex watch must be wound manually in order to function correctly and precisely. To wind the watch manually, unscrew the winding crown completely. Remember, Rolexes have a lockdown winder on their sport watches. It keeps the water out. You screw it down all the way till it stops. You have to unscrew it. Then you can pull the crown, pop the stem. Uh, you unscrew the winding watch completely, then turn it several times clockwise. Don't go the other direction. You go like a clock. 
Turning it the other way doesn't have any effect. A minimum of 25 turns is required for adequate partial winding. The watch will then be wound automatically as long as it's worn on the wrist. Carefully screw the crown back down against the case to ensure water resistance. Okay, so we are talking about all the Milgauss models still are being used. The caliber inside is 3131, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's a good movement, and when you look at it, you can always tell a Rolex movement when you look at it. Now, I, I told you in a previous episode, there's a lot of fakes. But the way I always can tell a Rolex movement is they have these wheels in there that are like a purple color. And, I mean, that's typical. And the rotor always kind of looks the same in Rolexes. It does not look like an Etta. And you could also look at the shock absorber on the balance wheel, and the hairspring is blue. So these are the kind of things you want to look at to make sure you got a real Rolex. Now, you can't be positive. I totally get that. You can't. But you can sure do good. That's why it's not a bad idea to hook up with someone who knows, have a good watchmaker or something. Okay, so the next one I want to talk about is the Rolex Caliber 1601. Now, I'm trying to remember where that one comes from because I know I've seen it many, 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 many times. So it's a manual wine movement. It's based on the 1600. It is diameter is 20.8, 20.8 millimeters. Height is 2.32 millimeters. Joules are 19 or 20, depending on the model. Power reserve is 48 hours. And the vibrations per hour is 19,800. So that's, we're going to come back to that. Anti-shock is a KIF anti-shock. It has central hours, central minutes. It's made in Switzerland. Now, what is the difference? Most watches today are 28.8. And I've told you that the more beats per hour, the more accurately set the watch is, the more accurate the watch is going to be. It's like breaking into smaller pieces. You can adjust better. 19.8 is from the 70s, I think, 60s, 70s. And now they're at 28.8 to 36,000 beats per hour. It's the 1601 is a 19 or 20 joule manual wind watch. Remember, there's no calendar and it's not automatic. It's an older Rolexes. I've seen them many, 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 many times. Like if you get um, like an older Air King, it has that movement a lot of times. It's a very good movement. There's nothing wrong with it. It's made by Rolex. Rolex makes excellent quality movements. So we're not going to say anything bad about it because there was nothing to say bad about it. <clears throat> okay, next one, and this looks pretty different, is a 3285 caliber Rolex. Yeah, it definitely has holes. It actually has slots in the rotor where you can actually see through it. Normally, you don't have that in a Rolex. Plus, it has the crown on the rotor. You can see it's a more modern movement, 3285. It's got 31 joules. It's made in-house. It's automatic. It's got a 70-hour power reserve. That is pretty good. That means if you were to take it off your wrist, you could almost leave it off your wrist for three days, and it would still be running if you picked it up before the 70 hours and put it back on. It would still be running fine. That's pretty good. Most are 40, 45 hours. Even my Chopard, which is a very expensive watch, 40-something hour reserve. This one has a 28.8 vibrations per hour. It has a hacking feature. The rotor goes both ways. The balance is a paramagnetic oscillator. Uh, it's got that blue hairspring, which is pretty modern. 
It's got hours, minutes, central seconds, date, and GMT. So it's in the Mat GMT Master 2 is what it's in. Came out in 2018. The 20, 3285 replaced the 3186. It has a low, larger overall diameter, allowing a larger barrel, offering a 70-hour power reserve. Also has the updated Cron Energy Escapement Line for 50% more efficiency as per Rolex claims. It's only used in the GMT2 models. Uh, it is a superlative chronometer. It is two times more precise than, a, than an officially certified chronometer with an accuracy of two plus or minus seconds per day, which is really good. Superlative chronometer is an in-house version of testing that goes beyond the COSC parameters. So if yours says superlative chronometer, it's a really good timekeeper. There are 10 patent applications filed over the course of its development. This self-winding mechanical movement is a consummate demonstration of Rolex technology at the forefront. This is from Rolex, of course. At the art of watchmaking, caliber 3285 offers fundamental gains in terms of precision power, reserve, resistance to shock and magnetism, convenience, and reliability. Caliber 3285 incorporates the Kron Energy Escapement patented by Rolex, which combines High energy efficiency with great dependability, made of nickel phosphorus. It also is insensitive to magnetic interference. So that's very good. But one thing I do want to say, uh, you know, I have the Jarrell version of this, which is a one millimeter larger, so they get away from copying it because a little bit bigger. And they run, it runs great. So yeah, this is better, but how much better do you really need is the real question of the day. How much better do we need? I don't know. Not only that, but if you ever need parts, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg for this watch. And yet the other one I have, the, the Wall Street, pff, not going to cost much. Parts are around. So the 3285 is, has a green bezel, GMT Master 2. Came out in 2022. So that's a very good caliber. We have to take a quick break. Um, I love going back over Rolex because everybody wants to know all about Rolex. So we'll do some more coming right back. Don't go anywhere. Lee Jackson, America's finest watch man. Be right back. Okay, we're back. Yay, he's back. Hooray. Okay, I don't want to just talk about Rolex calibers because there's tons of them. Uh, one I do want to talk about quickly is, and this is this is pretty messed up, is that people believe when they say, what's a fake Rolex look like or a real Rolex? They go, well, it never ticks. They sweep. That's not true, believe it or not. Generally, yes, it is. But in reality, no, it's not. And I'll tell you why, because Rolex for many years made their own quartz watches. When quartz became big, Rolex decided they would bring out their own quartz movements. They make in-house that were excellent quality. They put them, there were date models and a president that had quartz. 
And you can tell that watch by the dial. It says Oyster Quartz, not Oyster Perpetual. Oyster Quartz. Perpetual means automatic. Quartz is the battery-operated version. And here's the heart of it. The caliber of the Rolex Quartz movement is a 6621. It has eight jewels. Remember, they don't need tons of jewels. And I think they're still making it, as a matter of fact. This is a newer version that they're still making. It goes in ladies' Rolex Cellinis. Yeah, it's a Rolex, takes a battery, has jewels. Very good quality, by the way. I hate to tell you that. Excellent quality, even for quartz. Okay, but what I want to talk about is Tudor. Tudor is Rolex's baby company. And you might say to me, well, why would I buy a Rolex when I could buy a Tudor? They look similar, they act similar, yada, yada, yada. Okay, here's the reason. When you have a Tudor, they don't use Rolex movements. They use Rolex cases, they use Rolex crowns, but they don't use the Rolex movement. And I always thought that was bad. I always thought, why would you want a Rolex that doesn't have a Rolex movement in it or a Tudor? that doesn't have a Rolex move, and even though it's made by Rolex. Well, it's like saying Cadillac versus Chevrolet. They're both made by the same company, but one is a lower end, one's a higher end. It's very simple. Uh, Tudor uses, they have a caliber that, I'm trying to see what they put it into. Let me see what it goes into. Uh, oh, it's okay. It's a newer movement. It's a Tudor caliber T600. It's got 25 or 26 joules. It's found in the family of Black Bay watches. Um, Black Bay watch is a similar, similar to a Rolex Submariner. They call it the Tudor versions Black Bay. They have different hands. There's some differences. But again, they put in a Salita, which is a decent Swiss movement, or an Eta movement, which is very good too. They're automatic. Uh, they have 25 or 26 joules. They beat at 28.8. The lift angle is 50 degrees. Power reserve is 38 hours. Ball bearing rotor, not the bush rotor, like or the, the, the bush and the brush rotor that Rolex uses. They have a Nivaflex barrel spring. They have a Kiffer Inca block shock protection. They hack. You can hand wind them. Um, I think they're pretty good. I I really like them. Right. Let me put it to you this way. I have a lot of watches and some of the ones I have from very good manufacturers use the Edo or Salita movement in them. I mean, the one on my wrist retails for 3,500 and it has those movements in them. One of the two. I haven't opened it, so I don't know. The back is solid. I can't see what's in there. My guess is Edo, but it could be Salita. And if you're going to ask me again, who's Salita? They are a company that made parts for Etta. And when Etta went into the watch movement business, they were ordered to make their movement available for a lot of companies. And the agreement, I guess, has run out. So they're not doing it anymore. So Salita, who was making parts for Etta movements for Etta, decided, well, we'll just step in and make the whole thing. And their quality is pretty much just as good. So they're all based on this on this Etta movement, which is extremely popular, <coughs> been in a jillion watches. It's called the 2824-2. Um, and Tudor uses it, which is Rolex. So how bad can that be? Uh, 
let's see. So the T600 has no date. That's the movement that they use. And the T601 has a date of 3 o'clock. They don't talk about what they put in there. I think a lot of places have run out of beta movements and they started filling in with Salidas and they don't want to make a big deal out of it. So like the T600 is based on either an ETA 2824-2 or a Salida SW200-1. They're very similar. The, the Salida is a clone of the 2824. So they use the movement. They change the name. They make it look a little different. Um, it doesn't really tell you what you get. It's what able to, whatever they're able to get their hands on. So they don't want to tell you, well, we only put Edda, we only put Salida, because they don't know themselves what they're going to get their hands on to put in there. So it says, like, if you have um, a Tudor watch, a T600 movement before 2020 manufacture, it's probably Edda. After, it's probably Salida. So you don't know. Um, one of the brands that has been doing the rebranding movement games is Norquain. So guess who makes Norquain movements? Tudor. So what they do is they get these movements from these other manufacturers and they change them. They adapt them. They fix them. They do what they want to do to make them their own. So what Tudor does is they change the rotor. And the rotor says Tudor on it. Uh, in the past, they've modified ETA movements with anti-shock protection that Rolex uses, the KIF. Another modification is changing the Ectacron regulating device to a Triovis precision regulator. So these are things they do to make the watch their own, the movement their own. Another modification would be for no-date models to have the calendar components removed um, Tudor, they're all adjusted to five positions, which is very, very good. They don't write chronometer, chronometer, I should say, across the dials of powered watches. They have chronometer performance. So is it officially certified or not? But they're not certified. They're using a premium grade Salita or top grade ETA which runs close to spec without the official certification. Remember, we talked about the different levels of movements. There's like four levels of each of these companies' movements, the top being their chronometer version. So the premium grade from Salida tests in five positions, and it's plus or minus four seconds a day. The COSC is the same thing, four to six seconds per day, so it fits that. Um, the Black Bay watches come in three sizes, 32, 36, 41. All of them have the same movement in them. Okay, so it says, this is from Rolex. Swiss self-winding mechanical caliber T600 with chronometer performance. But they don't tell you what, what is a T600 is their name. So it doesn't really tell you. Um... They don't list very much of the specs because they could change movements and they don't want to have to put the wrong thing down there. And they have a nice five-year warranty. It's a guarantee. Uh, and you can transfer it, by the way. They want it to be serviced every 10 years, depending on model or real-life usage. So that's pretty telling right there. When I have people say to me, when should I have my watch serviced? 
they're saying every 10 years. But the way I look at it is this. If your watch is running and keeping good time, don't do anything. Leave it alone. Please leave it alone. You don't need to turn it in to have it serviced. Wait till it starts acting up. And believe me, you'll know. Too fast, too slow, stopping, starting, you name it, you'll know. If it starts acting up, you turn it in for service. But one thing I have learned over all my years of doing shows, buying and selling watches, pairing them, you name it, is if it's a sealed case, it's going to hold up a lot better than an unsealed or snapback dress case because oils, air, moisture gets into a snapback or not really well sealed case. So if the watch says water resistant down to so-and-so, that's great. Keeps out not only water, but it keeps all the goo goo that gets in there and gums up the works. So that's very nice. Um, so Tudor has 36 models with this movement in it. I mean, on and on and on. They have the, the black bay. The 32 is a woman's. That's 32 millimeter. 36 is the size I always like, but now it's a midsize. And their large one is 41. I think, I think the Javril is 42 or 43 millimeters. And their watches uh, range from 2,500 to 4,200, depending on what they are. Now, here's the pros of using Tudor. You don't have to send it to a Rolex service center or Tudor service center, and you don't have to pay their prices. Parts are readily available for the movement. It's easy to find someone to work on them. So, you know, you always have people say, where do I get service for my Rolex? Well, if they need parts, the repair person, they have to get it from Rolex. They have to be certified. They cannot get it. But if you have a Tudor movement, which is based on Solita or, or the other one, Etta, you can do it anywhere. Anybody can do it. Um, now, they won't tell you what's in it. I think, you know, that's not the greatest. It would be nice to know what's in there. But... Hey, if they're not going to tell you, they're not going to tell you. There's nothing you can really do about it. But you just know if you're dealing with a good company, what you're getting. You know, you deal with Rolex, you're going to get good quality no matter what. Same thing with Tudor. Okay, now here's another Tudor movement, the 6T603. This is a newer movement they came out with. And this one is definitely based on Salida. But it can see a copy of the movement. It's nicely finished. It's automatic. It's called a T603. Uh, it's got 25 joules, beats a 28.8, 50 degree lift angle, 38 hour power reserve, ball bearing rotor. Same thing. Niva flex, barrel spring. It's got hacking. You can wind it by hand. Uh, it powers the larger 41 millimeter day date Royal models. Came out in 2022. And it is based on a Salita caliber. Um, it's a 240, it's a Salita 240-1, which is a clone of an ETA 2834-2. Remember, Salita was making a lot of the parts for ETA, so it's not like they copied it. They were already doing it. So it's a clone of the, of that watch. It has 26 joules, one more than the ETA. And the diameter, slightly different, not a big deal. 
not a big deal. They don't write chronometer on the dial, but their official marketing says Swiss self-winding mechanical caliber T603 with chronometer performance. So it just hasn't been certified, but it's as good as a regular chronometer. So it's good. It's very good. Um, yeah, they just haven't been certified. It's five to five positions. It's got four seconds per day. And I told you COSC standards are four to six seconds. So it's within that. And then the day of the week changes at 12 and the date changes at three. And they're semi instantaneous. So you won't even notice it. Sometimes around midnight, 10 years, you're supposed to get it serviced. There's a five year warranty. There's a lot of watches with this movement that they make. They range from 2300 to 3975. Uh, all watches with this caliber T603 or 41 millimeter diameter. So they're nice. I mean, I'm looking at them. They look like presidential watches, but they're made by Tudor. And they really look like president watches, but they're not solid gold. They're all stainless and there's a two-tone version. They remind me more of the Datejust even though they have the the day at 12 o'clock, they look to me like more like the date just. Okay, well, we got to go. Oh, my gosh, it's time to go. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. Lee Jackson, America's finest watchman. Thank you so much. It warms the cockles of my heart to hear you're there and see you're there. Thank you. Thank you. Drop me a line, Lee Jackson Watches at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook. You name it. See you later.